Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today is a very special day because it is the 100th episode of Lash Boss Radio. It is a big milestone, I feel, and I'm really excited and proud and just very blessed to be doing this. Uh, It's taken me three years to get to 100 episodes. I cannot believe that, but I wanted to bring on some friends of mine to come on to this episode because we're going to be reversing the roles. They're actually going to be interviewing me. So Paul and Tessany over from Lashcast Podcast will be joining me in just a second, and we're going to be just talking about the show, how the last three years have been, a little bit about the salon and conferences and stuff. I know you guys love Paul and Tessany just as much as I do, and um, I'm always happy to work with them. So here is episode 100 of Lash Boss Radio. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Shelby, it's so exciting to be here on your 100th episode. And really, for Tuss and I, this is an honor and, and a half. I mean, this is really special. Woohoo! Yeah, I, I just thank you, you know, for asking. <laughs> yeah, of course. I can't think of anybody better than you guys to do this with me. And I appreciate you guys taking time out of, I know you guys are really busy right now, but thank you for taking the time to do this with me. Yeah, you bet. It's a real honor. I mean, it's, and it's a huge milestone for you. It's like when you first set out to do this, it's just like, you're just doing it kind of like maybe on a wing and a prayer and you're thinking, you know, you're not thinking that far ahead, but here you are, you know, is it three years later? Yeah, no, it's three and a half. Yeah, her, three and a half years later. Her and, first episode, I went back and looked was February 23rd, 2018, she posted her teaser. And it was like yeah. one minute, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, were, we were like totally intrigued. We're like, because that's the, the time we were starting ours too. And we're just like, oh my gosh, there's somebody else too. Yeah, we literally posted ours one, 30 days earlier, January 23rd. So we both were on the same page, kind of starting this new thing yeah. called Lash Podcasting. So when you first recorded your first episode, I mean, what was the impetus? What got you like, okay, I need to do a podcast. Um, honestly, it was spending time like on social media, watching so many different like opinions fly around about our industry and like best practices and the best way to, to do whatever. And I used to just think like, why is this stuff like not common knowledge yet? And like, how can I do that? And I, I felt like I already knew so many amazing people in our industry that have like done great things. So I was like, I know I could get so-and-so to come talk about this with me and just do interviews with people. Um, I listened to podcasts myself. So I just knew like there would be like an interest in it. And um, yeah. And I feel like I've known you guys now, like because of the podcast too. And it's introduced me to a lot of people as well. You guys reached out like right away after I posted and introduce yourselves and ever since then we've been we've, we've been friends we've been, been buds connected, yeah mm-hmm. was it scary for you at first i mean were there certain obstacles you had to overcome or was it just are you a risk taker like you have no problem just jumping into something new and, and just giving, uh, winging it a little bit of both like um i tend to just sometimes i jump right in like too fast and then later like because I I feel like in the beginning, I had so many people lined up to interview. And then it became overwhelming. And then it's just not as easy as like, let's have this conversation and let's put it on air. Like we there's editing that goes into it. And at the time I was editing everything and running my salon. So I was like, wait a second, this is a lot. Um, It's a lot to keep up with, like even just 
making sure you have one a week out or one every two weeks is even hard sometimes. So yeah, I, I feel like I jumped right in, but also realized like I bit off a lot. Um, and it took me a while to like get my groove. I think that you were kind of uniquely uh, qualified to um, do what, you know, your take with the podcast. Like one of the things that you've been known for is these great interviews. I mean, that's the whole title of your, your um, show is Lash Boss Radio. Like you want to talk to lash bosses. And it's like mm-hmm. you have this uh, star-studded panel of people that you um, were able to interview and you had these great relationships. And it was like you are the person I, I just um, credit with – you know, introducing the world to all these fantastic Lash Boss people. And I think it says a lot about your relationships with these people um, because you were able to get them all on. Can you talk mm-hmm. about, like, how you knew them, like, how you collected them, how it was, it seemingly so, it seemed so easy It seemed like you. you knew everyone like, on the yeah, planet. Like, <laughs> yeah, can you talk a little bit about those relationships and, and how that started? Yeah. So just being in the industry, like I, I knew Janelle, of course, because I actually trained for Lash Affair for a few years. So I met people like Crystal, who was one, actually Crystal and Janelle were my first two guests. And so once I had like a couple of people, it was easier to um, reach out to others. And I knew people like Trina as well. Cause like being another Texas artist and Tiana, um, I don't know. And I think also just going to events, like I just started, like I've been going to IBS for several years with Lash Affair. And so that was one thing, like I really like will always love Janelle so much because she really gave me like the taste for getting out there and networking with the lash industry. And so, yeah, really just going to conferences, trade shows, all of that. And that's what gave me so many friendships in the industry. And so it was really just like, I felt like I was asking favors from people like, Hey, can you help me out and come do this episode with me? But it's nice because it's also brought them, um, students and stuff a lot of times or customers, you know? Mm -hmm. So been mutually beneficial give and take actually i bet you we met you at some point because we would stop by the last affair booth at ibs since like 20 we started going 2011 2010 Mm -hmm. something like that we've been going for a long time so who knows maybe we've met you and didn't know at the time (laughs) but i bet now for you um selecting guests i'm sure i don't know if you're like us but i mean we get people reaching out to us all the time sometimes there's seasons where it goes silent but there's other times where i feel like there's like 80 people like hey i want to be in your podcast you should have me on your podcast and what's Mm -hmm. your process do you mostly just select yourself or do you is there a process where people can reach out to you and you'll talk to them how do you go about selecting who's going to be on your show in the beginning it was all me reaching out to people there's like a few people that reached out because they would see like it being a buzz or something but um as the show went on, like I had a lot of people that would reach out and say like, Hey, I can talk about this. And sometimes people, I didn't really know myself, but I liked that they had, um, that cause I don't know everyone, but some people really know their stuff. And yeah. so I brought people on that. Like I wasn't really familiar with, and I had to do my research on, um, and so mostly it's people that I feel like they, they stand for something that I also stand for, or like they're doing something that is 
you know, commendable or I've seen them like struggle with something and then overcome it. Like, I love that bringing that type of story to my show. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it's that, um, yeah. Do people in the future, like just anyone right now listening is like, man, I wish Shelby would interview me. Cause I, I have a really good story. Is there a process that, or can they, like you said, you know, they'll email you and you'll talk. And if it seems cool, you'll bring them on. If it's not, I mean, how do you, how do you say no to someone? Is this like, hey, I'm sorry, your story's not good. <laughs> um, sometimes I feel like I say like, not right now, um, in like the kindest way. Cause honestly, sometimes I just don't have the space for them in that season mm -hmm. because it's already filled or something. And then I'm not planning my next season until right before, because then that would, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't work out like that. So, um, I'm sure that there's some people that I was like, yeah, like one day, but like never got back to them. So if that's you, please reach back out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like if somebody wants to be on, but like maybe doesn't have like the thing that I'm looking for at the time, like it just might not be the right time, but maybe later. Yeah. I mean, or something. you're the nicest person on the you planet, the so I can't imagine you being. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you this question because like, do you, do you ever get any haters? Yeah. Like, here's the thing. You're listeners, right? Who don't, aren't happy or maybe yeah, other people who want to get in their show. want to get in their show, whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, the thing is to look at you from the outside, you are just so radiant and beautiful and and you've got all these connections and you've got all these great things going. And I know that sometimes people aren't always happy yeah. <laughs> that these wonderful things are happening for you. And I'm just wondering, does it ever come out? Because, you know, does it ever like, do you ever get like snarky little bits here and there? Like what's, what's that like? Um, not thankfully, like not really online or anything that I know of. Um, but like, yeah, sometimes with people in my life that like say I have worked for me before and like it, even if you do everything right, have the best intentions for people and like handle things like to the best of your ability and whatever, like people are still going to look for like reasons to just not like you. And I know like I have a handful of people that um I, I come to mind, you know, whenever <laughs> for sure. I, I mean, think of hater. <laughs> you look on the uh, on the outside, and there's always somebody, and it's not about you. It's about that person, you know, and yeah. they're having issues, or you know, something's not going right in their own life, and and it's hard, to, you know, when you see other people being so successful. Um, but it, it's interesting that you say it's not like professionally. It's like other relationships that are happening personally in your life, right? But mm -hmm. it just, I, I asked that just because you're, you're just like a dynamite and, and well, I always tell people, I think Shelby's not only the nicest person in yeah. the industry, she's also, I think you're, if not the smartest, you're one of the smartest people I know in our industry. You just know how to get things done. And I've always been impressed by you. I mean, I know when you switched to team-based pay as a salon, you, you like just jumped at it and did it and did it successfully without help. And I'm like, I don't know anyone else who's done that. And I'm like, you have something about you, some je ne sais quoi, some, skills of leadership that people believe in you and want to follow you and, and work with you. And it's, it's impressive. It really is. It They'll is see impressive. that. I want to brag on you some, some more too. It's just like when we first <laughs> met you, it's just like, we're like, where does this, um, 
uh, acumen, this business acumen. Where does this? Who's a kid, by the way? In yeah, our opinion, where, you're, you're so much younger than us. <laughs> yeah, where does this come from? I mean, she's got she's got this drive, and she's got this ability. Not only just the drive, but the ability to get things done. And you could see that with the relationships that you have with with your staff, and um, you know, we've heard it before in business that you have to be cutthroat. Um, but that's not who you are. It's like you have done everything um, in a way that's like uh, mind-boggling because you're you've, you're soft, you're you're gentle, you're um, you're not hard-nosed like that. But yet you you're able to get so much done business-wise. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, uh, <laughs> this is gonna become the a roast where the we Shelby, just or the, the Shelby, Shelby yes. no, love I, fest. Yeah, I love. don't know if people know that about you, yeah. and I just want I just yeah. want to brag on you because um, that's one of the things that I, you know, I said early on. I said this this she's going far. She's yeah. she's going places. She's gonna be in the industry and making a big difference with lots yeah. of contributions. I thank you so much. Um, I feel like um, within my salon, at least, I do try to put a lot of my hard into it, but sometimes there's been like, I feel like I've done it several ways where I've regretted not having boundaries up enough. And then when I put them up, I'm like, maybe that was too hard. And I feel like the best, um, outcomes always come whenever, like, I just try to just be empathetic and true to myself and just treat people like, I know they don't belong to me. I know this is part of their journey and I'm, also trying to look out for the company at the exact same time that I'm also like taking care of them, if you will. And most of the time it works out. There are people that, like I said, are going to just nitpick and find things, even with like other people within the company. And sometimes it just doesn't work out, but for the most part, just, um, I'm, I don't know. I just try to have a heart, um, still or like lead with my heart i yeah. don't know yeah you do and I, I think that's one of the things we really appreciate about you is because i i see the results and i realize okay she's got a business mindset and you're someone who will make the tough decisions that aren't comfortable and you'll have the difficult conversations but at the same time i think it's always undergirded with love and care and the best yeah. interest for others not just for the company like i don't care you're just a number to me and i'll cut you in a heartbeat you, yeah. I, I'm sure like us, I mean, I'd go home and probably cry if I had to like let someone go and I'd feel yeah. horrible, you know, and all that. Cause I, I had, I felt like I had let them down. Like I hired them yeah. and brought them on and I let them down. I didn't either deliver or I somehow did something wrong in the process to make this get where they were no longer happy in the company. So anyhow, well, here's the question. Yeah. Like, where, Shelby, where did you get that, that sense of you know, being able to have hard decisions, but at the same time, wrap it with gentleness, you know, where, where did you get, uh, my parents are complete opposites and I respect them both a great deal. My dad is like extremely, um, like this, like just very logical business minded, like just doesn't take any crap from anyone. Mm -hmm. My mom is like the just delicate little like flower, just what about what they think? Or maybe she's <laughs> going through this. And so both of those influences my life throughout my life, I've had like, it's almost like that, um, like person on your shoulder, like on each side, I have that. And um, like I said, there's been times where 
if I'm too either way, it doesn't work out, but you can be really firm with people and have boundaries and still be really kind about it and not make people feel like bad about themselves and still, um, cause like if you're too hard on people, like their brain shuts off or down a lot of times, cause you don't know the way that they were raised. If they were mm-hmm. raised in a house where people are yelling or even if like you're mad at an employee, I guess, if you yeah. can say, um, and just like shut them out and like, don't speak to them. Like that can shut people down too. And so just like recognizing that, um, there's just ways to handle things with, um, gentleness, but still like getting your point across without letting them shut down too. Well, that's good. I mean, again, it's probably was exemplified to you by your parents. So you actually mm-hmm. experienced it. So like it's gonna both be, sides. Yeah. So it's gonna be easier for you to actually live that out yourself. Cause it's hard for someone mm-hmm. who's never seen or a behavior or that. yeah, or seen it modeled to behave that way. And that's why I think mentorships and being trained, you know, being underneath someone, even as another salon owner, finding someone that can mentor you. I mean, and, and ask questions when you in those type places where you don't know how to respond or how to deal with it, which is why coaching, like I know you've done strategies, we did strategies. That was like priceless to have that yeah. wisdom there to come alongside and say, okay, I know this is crazy, but calm down. Let's talk about it. And there is a way through this that it doesn't burn down the whole building. <laughs> so it's, Yeah. Mentorship, like having a coach is something that's completely changed like my life completely um as far as like my career goes too because anything that happens you can really just bounce ideas off of them and talk it through and it yeah i can't recommend like strategies enough and the things that they've taught me i don't feel like i'll ever stop like being involved with them because they've helped me so much yeah yeah i I, we were with them for seven years i know some people just do them for a year or two learn the systems and quit but i just loved having Mm -hmm. them around because i could just call or email in a heartbeat and go know what this has happened in the salon i don't know what the best thing to do i'm upset and then there's someone who's like seen it a thousand times (laughs) yeah you know and exactly process the right way and daryl would be like in this southern draw, they're like, dude, well, you, we, uh, I don't know uh, about that. You said to me, Sam, he's like, uh, he'd come on and just talk about it, like, no big deal. This happens all the time in business. And you're like, really? Yeah. All the time? <laughs> well, I love that it's all people that have owned a salon and like know the salon industry because it's not just like a business coach that, mm. which is nice too to get that perspective, but it's just salons are so, I feel like they're so different than other yeah. industries. They're very unique that the problems that we face, the kind of people that we are involved with artists and you know, uh, the kind of clients. Yeah. I, I once did uh, another coaching program and it was with just businesses and it was worthless. I mean, they would say things like, Oh, this is how you do it. And I'm like, nah, nah, not, not a salon. Professionals. <laughs> it doesn't work with beauty professionals. Yeah, it's exactly. Really, it was very frustrating, but that's it. Anyhow, let's get back to the podcast. I want to learn. I have yeah. more to learn about it. This has been great. Um, <laughs> so for you, um, and as far as doing this for now for over three years, I mean, you literally, you, us two, we're the two granddaddies of, of the industry or grandmommies. I don't know what you want to call it, but, <laughs> but we've been around a long time doing this the and, OGs. and there's been a lot of podcasts have come and gone. I mean, there's a ton actually that have come and gone during this time, but you're still mm-hmm. kicking. Have you ever felt like quitting? I mean, have you ever been at that point? Like, I, this is just too much stress, too much work. Yeah, I have. Um, it's, it's really like 
I kind of mentioned it earlier. It's, it's not easy to um, produce a podcast. Like there's a lot of research that goes behind each episode and editing that goes behind it. And you're also, it's sometimes stressful for me to realize like, cause in this last season is the most that I've ever spoken mm-hmm. before on my show. I've always done focused on other people. And now all of my topics this season are like, my own thoughts on these things. And it's kind of nerve wracking. There was one episode that I put up and then at two in the morning, I was like, I don't like it. And I redid it at <laughs> two in the morning and re put it up. And I, oh my gosh. I still feel unsure. Yeah. Like I get that that way. And so sometimes like those feelings that I get, those uncomfortable feelings that I get bring on thoughts of, should I keep doing this? But Every time that I really think about it, I'm like, you know, I actually really enjoy doing it and I'm going to keep going. That's good. I mean, I'm glad you did. I remember you actually reached out to me. It was like a year ago. I think it was um, a little bit more mm-hmm. than a year now. And you said, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to quit. And then yeah. and then like I think a month later, you announced last boss conference. <laughs> I was like, so I, I was like, okay, I, know. I guess she didn't quit. I guess she said you just had a bad day. I know. So and, uh, I know and yeah. the world's a better place for it. It, it yeah. is a better place. <laughs> you know, the world is a better place. And I'm glad Thanks. to hear your voice because I, I think while well, interviews are great, we do both. Um, we actually started out only talking about issues and then we were actually inspired by you to do more interviews and we moved in that direction, started doing interviews. And it was really because of you. We're like, wow, Shelby's doing all these cool interviews. I think it'd be really fun to interview some people and all that. Yeah. But, uh, but at the same time, you have so much experience and so much knowledge. I think it's great that you're now going to let people see a little bit more inside and see more what makes you tick and how you approach things. I think it, you know, the world will be a better place. The last, you'll, you'll be helping a lot of people's businesses, I'm sure. Thank you. Yeah. It's hard sometimes because I I try to be like, like I try to be one of those people that can like see all the sides of things so that I'm not like rocking the boat too much, but I'm like, I actually do have an opinion on this. And (laughs) so here it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, it can be a little uncomfortable. I think you should do it. Be uncomfortable. Um, we, we piss off people all the time. (laughs) It's like, we, I mean, that's why we started our podcast because we just got tired of hearing only one way of doing things. And I think there's many ways of doing things and it's your preference. I like, I think in the yeah. last world, it's more what ice cream flavor do you like versus is having ice cream a moral you know, issue? Like, is it, you know, yeah. considered sin to have ice cream? No, it's just ice cream. <laughs> so just right. pick which one you want and go with it. And then, you know, stop diminishing other people because they don't like vanilla. It's okay. Right. So, um, yeah, for you with everything, um, this process. Cause I, I want to get people a little peek about how much work does it take? Cause I think one of the reasons why we see a lot of podcasts start and stop is because they don't realize, Oh my gosh, it's not just 20 minutes of me on a mic recording and talking. There's the, like you said, the research, and then there's also the editing, how much time and how maybe you can take us the, through the whole process from the beginning to the end for you to make a, a episode. So it starts by like planning out, um, what your, so mine and I break up into seasons and I actually do that to give myself a little bit of a break between recording mentally. I need that to be re-inspired and to not burn out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts by planning out like what the season will look like, who will be on it and what topics will be on it. Um, and then like that can take a while coordinating times with people. And a lot of times like it has to get moved because things happen. These are all really busy people. 
Um, or if you're going to record something just with you, like, and say you have a salon, you know, that like, sometimes the desk calls in and there you are all day at the desk. (laughs) And so things happen. And so it's planning out. And then whenever, say you're doing an interview, you have to do research on that person or else you're going to be caught in that interview. And that's happened to me before when I haven't researched as much as I needed to, where I'm like, Oh shoot. Like I got that fact wrong or whatever. And so you have to research and that can take a while because you're looking at any past shows that they've been on, um, like any endeavors that they've done, um, and stopped doing or ones that like they've pivoted in any way or, um, just like, yeah, their history. And, um, you want to ask them questions that they haven't been asked before and stuff that's actually interesting to the audience. Um, and so the research takes a while, I feel like. And then once you're actually on the call, by the time you're on the call, it kind of feels like there's already been a few hours of work that has gone into it before you're even talking to them. Yeah. And then you're talking to them for like, you know, that's like an hour and a half of your day. Cause sometimes, um, like schedules get messed up or whatever. And then you're, and you're talking to them about how it's going to go and then you do it and then you get off and you got to save everything and convert it and all of this stuff. Um, and then like, I think it's become so just like second nature to me, but the hosting of a podcast, like actually on a website, like that is something that I had to learn. And I was like, what the heck is all of this? Um, so all of that, like back end stuff, like the, from, from when you're done recording to putting it out is like another couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And so if, say you're like, I'm going to put out an episode every week. If you don't have like an extra, like five to seven hours a week, um, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And that, that did happen to me. I wanted to do a weekly episode in the very beginning and that didn't last for a very long time. <laughs> so, um, at least being, consistent in some way, like if you're going to put out a couple a month or whatever, um, it's still work, but hopefully that answered your question. Yeah. No, no, it did. And for you, do you feel like consistency? I know for you, you pick seasons, which I think is very smart. We've never been that brilliant. We, we just try to do two episodes a week, which is like Not so much insane amount of work. But for you, do you feel like that consistency, do you see your numbers grow when you you do a weekly episode or do they does it go up and down or is it not affected at all by how often you release the episodes um i actually had higher numbers when it was spaced out um my numbers drop um for actually they drop if i'm not like if i'm doing less than a, like two a month like mm-hmm. i remember like it dropping but whenever i was back up to like at least three a month mm-hmm. um i felt like it was pretty consistent but sometimes when i felt like i was doing them too often i was like can people not catch up with them or yeah also this was around the time there's more shows coming out too so maybe they're just trying to listen to them all and stuff but yeah. um also, it could be that like maybe they weren't interested in certain guests. Like mm-hmm. there are guests that like have a lot of listens compared to others. Yeah. And like that's like Kim from Borboletta and like <laughs> Elena, you know? Yeah, so, no, the, the superstars of the industry, of course, the are in, Yeah, they're going to get a lot more yeah. heat and interest for sure. Yeah. I, that's true. Now, for you, are there any guests? you've had or wanted to have that you just can't seem to ever get on the show and maybe you can let them know right now like okay we've tried to get you on this is your your call and let's let's work this out <laughs> um 
Oh my gosh. Yes, I think so. Um, maybe now I'm realizing like, did I even ask, but Doug Shoon is one that I would oh. love to have. Yes. And I don't know if I ever asked him, but if I asked him, it was probably three years ago when I was like, not, it wasn't anything yet. Mm. Um, everyone else I can, I feel like I've had all of the people that I wanted on so okay. far, but yeah, we tried yeah. to reach out to Doug at least a couple. I think I've emailed him like three or four times, DM'd him, and he just ignores me. <laughs> so oh my gosh. I need the yeah. I need someone who knows him like a friend. So probably like Soon Jin probably um, would be a good person to connect. Or Jill, I, or Jill. yeah, yeah, because they actually are friends and talked and. And I should probably one of these one of these days. Well, we well maybe we can. Uh, well, you can get them on, and we get them on. I actually listen to your episodes when we've interviewed people that you've had. Um, we I always listen to all your episodes and make sure, like you said, I don't want to repeat and talk about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's really because you know, otherwise, I just feel like people will just tune out as soon as they hear the episode. Go, oh, I'll just go listen to Shelby. Hers is more interesting. So it's like no. <laughs> Honestly, whenever I listen to you guys' show, y'all are so entertaining. I don't know y'all could actually talk about anything and i would still listen because y'all just have a different like vibe like y'all are so much more fun and i don't know i just think you guys are fun gloria and i actually when was it when did we meet at um a strategies conference strategies was was 2018 i think it's 2018 right i think it was 20 yeah Yeah. in texas in texas so we were driving in because she stayed at my house in Austin and it was in San Antonio, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes. And so we were driving in and listening to y'all show each way. Yeah. And yeah, we were just like saying that you guys are a lot of fun and y'all, y'all really know your stuff too. So I, I think people respect the shows where they're actually learning something where they can apply actual information and stuff. And I think it's good to mix it up with like actual topics and then interviews of people that like everyone knows and loves, you know, yeah. it's a good formula. Yeah. I, I actually found at least for us, I don't know about you, but actually when it's us talking about topics, those tend to be a little lower listenership. People love the interview. It's crazy, but they generally like listening to people share their stories, what's going on, their struggles, their victories. Yeah. I think that maybe it's because it's a little bit more storytelling versus yeah. when we talk about a topic, it's more like, I'm telling you how to do your job. And I, I maybe that's just less fun to listen to. It's like, I don't want to listen to Paul tell me how to do my job. It's uh, that's yeah. just my, my experience. But either way, I think mixing it up, at least for us, helps to make it more interesting and a little bit more creative. And I'm, I'm so excited that you're doing that too because i think it's just gonna be cool to hear the for the mind of you know shelby <laughs> yeah i would say like yeah my top like five to ten episodes are all interviews so i think you're right yeah no it tends to be the way to go um for you um why do you keep doing last boss radio i mean what drives you now like does it change over the years like in the beginning you just wanted to get information out to help people because you saw the stuff in forums and maybe misinformation a lot of times and you're like, okay, I just need to provide a platform where the authorities can speak and we can make clear the air on some issues. Has that changed mm-hmm. for you though over the years? Has that become, cause I mean, three years is a long time and literally there's probably been 20, 30 other podcasts I've quit in those three years who were doing last podcast and they're like, yeah, they didn't have the stamina to keep going or lost maybe yeah. their focus. I don't know. It has changed for me because now I actually hear from 
real lash artists that say I've been, I got a message last night that said this, I've been binging your show and it's been inspiring me so much. And this is like a fellow mom too. And I'm like, okay. Like I really can't ever, I feel like I can't ever stop because that it is help. It is helping people. And that does feel good to me. Um, and I also just like, just the interaction with this industry that I am so obsessed with. So I just feel like I'll be here for at least a long while, if not several, several more years. Yeah. You have so much to give. Yeah. And, and it may change and take for different forms, but you, you, you've always been a resource and I think that you always will continue to be. Yeah. I, I'll you. be, I'll be, let's see. Um, in 30 years, I'll be 85 and I'm barely able to talk. I mean, just have, <laughs> have gums at that point and you'll still be a young woman and you'll be doing podcasting. You'll be the leader of our industry at that point. <laughs> Maybe one day I would like change. I would like have another podcast outside of the beauty industry. I've thought about that, oh, but yeah. Like what? I don't know. We'll see. But I really enjoy it. I, I think um, it's it's a really good outlet and it and it helps people. So it feels good. Well, have things changed since since you've become a mom? I know that that's like a huge milestone event. And do you want to talk a little bit about that, like being a parent and how that's affected um, your commitments, like especially with Lash Boss Radio? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's for sure changed my perspective on like what is most important and it has, ha, it's required me to sometimes rank things that are most important to get done first. Um, it's so much time and energy pouring into bringing a, raising a child. I feel like what's required, what's been required of me mostly in the last, like, Cause he's almost two, he's going to be two in January. Um, so I feel like the most important thing to me was like my salon. Cause of that went through a ton of changes too, like downsizing this new location. And now this other venture that's about to start. And I just had to really make my systems like concrete oil them. And like, sometimes the show has been put on the back burner for me. Um, but I'm trying, I'm trying to stay consistent and make time for it. Honestly, it looks different now because I have to record like late at night and then, um, I'm not really available as much for interviews actually, which works out why I'm doing more topics because mm -hmm. I can't really coordinate times anymore. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. It changes everything, <laughs> but, yeah. but what you says, um, you know, you, you f it really helps you become laser focused on what is most important. And I think learning to realize as a business owner that not doing everything's what you can, you can't do everything. I know as business owners, we have big hearts and we're ambitious and we want to change the world, but learning to have a way of filtering things and making the right decisions on, okay, I'm only now deciding on the big things because the little stuff I can't worry about anymore. It's just no time. Yeah. And I, I can imagine for you, with all, you've had so many changes in the last year. I mean, I think you started a conference. I, I know you, you know, you, um, you kept going to podcasts, you downsized your business. And then I, I know you were, you know, also engaged and that was going to happen. And so you've had more change in the last two years than probably most people have in 10 years. So, uh, and you're still here yeah. kicking and screaming. And that just says a lot about your character. We always say you probably have the best parents in the world. We always see, talk about privately. I bet her parents are just dynamite because they made you and you're just a superstar who seems to be strong. Um, I know you're, I know you, 
I'm sure you're like all of us in the weaker moments you cry and it's emotional and it's difficult, but, um, you're able to carry all those things and get through it and be where you are today. Just really proud to be a friend and, and a, a fellow colleague in this last world with you and, and cheering you. you on and all that. And, uh, we, you know, think you're, you're, I love looking at the pictures and seeing Blake online too. I think they're cute. <laughs> he seems like a great kid. Thank so. you so much. <laughs> Yeah, he's great. So for you, um, what's a, like a favorite episode? Do you ha or do you have a favorite episode, or is oh, or do you don't want to play favorites here? Because I know for me, I've learned to be careful about saying my favorite because it'd be How like about saying some memorable shows, or or just uh, maybe some moments. Are there any key moments you're like, oh my gosh, this was crazy, this happened here? Yeah, um, I have so many. Like I I love talking to people that I know personally those are the easiest ones and those flow the best whenever i'm nervous it's my mind is like more on how nervous i am or mm -hmm. okay like what should i ask next and um that's really nerve-wracking um yeah. i can tell you that some people who have made me really nervous that actually ended up being so nice um like courtney bueller yeah. made me so nervous but she's really <laughs> easy to talk to and actually really good talker like she's it was a good interview mm -hmm. um I feel like I love, I love talking to you guys. And, um, I I've had Janelle on the show a few times. She's always really fun. Those, those are like my favorites, I would say. Um, and then I think I actually really love talking to Elena, Elena, um, okay. because she's really inspirational to me. Um, cause she has like that just, I don't know. She's just, a goddess like beast of our industry she's epitomizes um, she's last like boss right than I mean, yes yeah yeah yes um so i always learn a lot from her and i love having conversations with her even off air but gosh i i don't know it's really my favorite ones are just people that I know outside of this and I feel like they all know who they are but and you probably can tell just by listening like who who I enjoy speaking to the I most, know but had, none that I really like, I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I mean, we had yeah. one episode that we never aired. Actually, no, we had two. I just realized two episodes that we never aired because oh, yep. they just went South. The, the interview was just like, nah, this is really oh, no, a we bad, can't, we can't, uh, yeah, the information was really bad. One the of them was, was really bad information on one. And then the other one was like, it was just self-serving. The person was had only was hoping to sell stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm not here yeah. to sell. We're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we promote people. I wouldn't say that. I mean, we, we had Tippy on and we've had other people on and we're just there because oh. we believe they're such a good service. People should know about them and they, and it'll help their business. Yeah. But I use Tippy yeah. at the salon. Oh, you do? Oh, good. How does it work? Yeah. You, like, you guys like it? Yes. Yeah. A lot. Fantastic. Like, go, and the, the yeah. clients are happy with it? Yeah. Like it just took a little bit of changing like what we say at the end, but no, like it's been so good and it's really helped um, the company's like budget and like cash flow and everything because you pay so much credit card fees oh, yeah. with and taxes not even, too. You're not taxed now on that. Yeah, money. we are. Yeah, right. that's well, we still are taxed on it. Oh, you are okay. because it goes in their paycheck, but oh, it goes. Okay. We're not paying the credit card fees yeah, on it, which still um, but they are trying to change um, the way that salons have, because in the restaurant industry, mm -hmm. the restaurants get like a tax break or some credit, yeah. a tax credit for tips. And we need that too. Yep. So, yeah. but PBA for interim, 
The, yeah, there, there's a um, campaign right now of the PBA. Yeah, they've been doing it. It's been like a year long campaign. Really encouraging everybody to yeah. um, reach out to their. their I actually heard partner. about that um, at Serious Business, mm-hmm. the thing that you guys told me to go to. When I went to it with you guys, that's whenever I first heard about it. Yeah, that's right. No, it was. It was yeah. the first time they really, and they've been pushing it ever since. And hopefully we'll get it because mm-hmm. that would save. Save Solano thousands so of dollars money. a year in taxes yeah. if you didn't have to pay taxes yeah. on, on not, tips that you don't make any money off of. It's that way. I know. And you can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And exactly. In restaurants, they have that. And I feel like business like salons could give that in the form of like benefits in some other way mm-hmm. to employees. And it's Easily. just it doesn't make sense. But yeah, hopefully no, that happens. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Um, well, I know there's one episode or one um, person that you tried to interview multiple times, and it was Allie. And I remember you t- saying <laughs> oh that you, every time you tried to record her, <laughs> oh, things so went funny. south, right? It just like went, every time. Yeah. I, I think it took three times. I'm terrible. Times. <laughs> yeah. So the first time, honestly, man, I can't even remember. I know like the second time we recorded, we were like, okay, this is it my this is the last time i used skype for video conferencing was with ali because the call went out in the middle of it and didn't save any of the audio and we were at the end so i just felt like a jerk because i'm like oh my god this is the second time i've like taken your time and ali's like a friend of mine now but like I just felt so bad. And then I believe there was like another time that, that something happened. And oh yeah, we did um we did like an in-person interview. Like I went to Arizona yeah. and I was there for like an event. And yeah, we tried it in person too. And but she has been on my show officially now um since all of that. <laughs> but poor Allie, she's really a trooper and she's got a really cool mindset too. Um yeah. she has her own podcast and yep. I think she's funny and she's, oh, she's great. She's probably the most fun person in our industry. I mean, she, she's a blast. She's so, she's so oh yeah. We actually had our, you know, she, hmm? sorry. She, she is so funny. She credits me for like <laughs> something like her name changing. Cause I met her in Vegas and she was talking about like, she wants to go from lash Lily to lash anarchist. And I was like, yeah, go for it. And so she like says, you know, Shelby was the one who did it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, that's all her. That's but all yeah, but you know what? You provided that spark of affirmation that she she needed. She must have needed that. And and yeah. so wear that wear that honor with 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 gusto. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's uh we we actually had a funny thing where we recorded her at IBS back in 2018 2018. Yeah, I think it was 2018. Yeah, our first summer there. And uh, I think we actually just finally actually we were hoping to meet you at IBS but you came by our booth and we weren't there or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, Allie, we recorded her and, and weird enough Tessa's mic wasn't on through the whole thing. So that episode never got seen. So actually that's our third episode that never got heard. <laughs> and it was Allie oh, no. who had oh, told God. us at that point that she had already recorded once with you and it failed and she goes, "Yeah, I was trying to be with Shelby but she, you know, her thing fell apart." And then I later like a few weeks later I contacted her and said, "By the way, your interview it, it didn't work either." <laughs> Oh my God. I think no. I remember the first time she was, it was either her first episode of her own show or the first time she was on someone's show. Her caption was like, look guys, I finally made it onto a podcast. And I was like, Oh Oh. my God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, she was she was cursed there for a I while. Know. It just wasn't yeah. going to work. Now, if you 
someone that's about to start a podcast, what would you tell them? What advice would you have someone who's like, I want to do a podcast? Um, yeah, do it first. Yes, I think it's great. Um, but set aside actual time blocks for you to do the work in it. Um, I think this is the same for like someone who um, takes clients all the time and also needs to do social media. Like you need to actually book it in your schedule as like, this is what I'm doing in this time. Not just like the interview, but also like the, the research of the interview or like the pre-call for the interview, or then this will be the interview. This will be the editing time, like block it all out. Um, I don't know. That's my advice. That's really good advice because we often don't think about it like that. We just think, Oh, it's the podcast. Right. But if you break it down in little increments and you actually allocate specific, you know, like what you were saying about before, it's like, each podcast is almost like a research paper because you have to go back and you have to do your homework. And if you block mm-hmm. that out, then you're going to be a lot more effective at getting the whole thing done. Yeah. yeah. No, no one realizes, I think it's the amount of time. And I think that's so why so many people don't get episodes out or, and I also would hire out an editor. You know, I, we, we hire out, our guy is out down in Argentina. <laughs> so it makes it really, yeah, I need to, know, it's easier. You just go to Upwork. There's tons of people, upwork.com, yes. and you can find people all around the world at more reasonable rates. And you're not exploiting workers because for them, that's a good rate in their country. So it's, right. uh, it's uh, we have a just very expensive to get work done here. It's like a hundred bucks an yeah. hour for an editor in the United States, something like that, which is. Yeah, that is true. I was using one and it was that expensive. Um, and now I, the reason why I stopped is because I just always had so many edits to give back to them. So what I really need to do is let them do the first edit. And then since I know how to edit myself, just mm-hmm. cut what I want and put it up, you know, Got but it. yeah, for some reason I never would do that. Do you cut out the ums and the, 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 the those noises or do you just let that slide and just cut more like um, places where you get lost or things don't flow right? I used to, I used to do that and I would cut out every like, um, breath, like pause, anything. Um, but now not really. No, no. Sometimes I get rambly and I'll have to edit something, but, um, usually what I'm cutting out nowadays is when I actually mess up what I'm saying and need to rephrase it. Mm -hmm. So, but it used to be like every, like there were so many cuts in it. But I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Well, you like you get better too, right? And you also, yeah. I mean, like us too, you begin to go, no, that's not a big deal. I mean, yeah. They'll survive. More sure of yourself. Yeah. Not as second guessing. Yeah. I mean, I listen to radio a lot. And when I listen to people on radio or other podcasts, I hear people doing um and, blah, and making noises. Taking and, a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's not perfect. It's not like you're in a movie where it's a set and it has to be this pristine world. It's, yeah. Kind of a little bit more interesting if you just let people peek into your life and see what it is and you're interviewing people in your room or whatever. It's not, it's, it, it, there's a saying that YouTubers used to, I don't know if they still have this, but like 10 years ago when I was dreaming of being a YouTuber because I was too old. Uh, but the idea is it just needs to be good enough. Good enough yeah. is always kind of like the phrase because in YouTube you could, you're not really competing with television. You're, you're making different content that's more almost personal and, and, mm-hmm. and, and a little bit more raw. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's good to see that you've, you've grown, you've grown. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, now for you, what do you hope for the future? I mean, what's your, do you have a vision for Lash Boss where you want to be in three years, five years, or do you, it's just like, man, I'll just take this year to year and we'll figure it out as we go. 
Well, for several years, I've been saying like, I really want to start YouTube and bring the show to YouTube mm-hmm. and just have it like a whole like production thing. Um, it's just a lot easier said than done. I think I will do that, but it wasn't time then. And it is still not time right now, but, um, that I see happening. And to be honest, like my long-term goal was actually like a show, like a TV show, Mm -hmm. um, or a series even like on YouTube about like the salon life and, um, like even just entrepreneurship, but who knows? I don't know. I think it'd be great. I mean, I remember you sharing. Yeah, I think you shared when you were young, like in high school, you did like a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, that's right. You did, yeah. And you got shut down or people kind of made fun of the idea. And I I still, I always feel, that always broke my heart when I heard that. I was like, oh my gosh, how could anyone shut down Shelby? uh, (laughs) I had so many, I had so many videos. And in my high school, there is people that started saying like, we found your YouTube, like, like in that way. And I would just feel so ashamed, um, for whatever reason. And so I would delete them. And then now like there's none up and makes me sad. Cause, um, I would have loved to looked back on those, but yeah. it is what it is. I mean, that's part of the reason why I did the podcast was for us was about legacy, about leaving your a footprint in the world and I know that I'm not so good to look at, but I thought maybe my voice is okay. <laughs> so we'll do, we'll do video, right? We'll, we'll do audio. And uh, Gary V was really big and pushing audio like four or five years ago. And I was listening to podcasts. I learned so much from podcasting or listening to podcasts. So I just said, you know what? Why don't we do something that could last beyond us? Like it, this is our gift, our love letter to our industry that we help people with their businesses. And that one day, you know, hopefully, um, someone goes, I found your podcast. I'm like, Oh, I'll take them all down. Well, no, I, 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 my goal is like, <laughs> this is me. This is us. This is what we did. Yeah. And you know, I did it for five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever God gives it to me to do. But when it's over, my kids one day can go, man, that was our parents. They, they did this podcast oh, for yeah. 10, 20 years. And for Blake one day to go, this is my mom guys. She's like the bit most important person in the, in the lash industry, you know, <laughs> no. you know. <laughs> but it's something you can leave yeah. behind. And I think, uh, yeah, it is sad that you didn't leave those YouTube videos up, but I hope mm-hmm. for you, no matter where you end up, your gift to the industry is your pod, this podcast. And I hope you will never take it down. And if anything, if you move on, cause life changes, I get things happen, you know, you, you know, you may need to do other things one day, but you'll leave that as a gift to the industry and as your legacy, something that's left behind that showed mm-hmm. uh, you were here to make a difference and you really did. Thanks. Yeah, I, I agree. I, nowadays I, I think of it kind of more like that too. And like, even I'm, I feel so weird about my first episode of this, of the podcast. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to take it down. Like yeah, I think it's, it down. it's, it is, it, it, that's how I was at the time. And, um, that's, yeah, it's kind but, of looking back at your grade school pictures, you know, and you're like, your braces on. you got like jam on your face, and like one of the ponytails yeah. is like deflated, and you thought it was really cool to wear this t-shirt, and it's like really lame. And your you mom know? told you not to, but you did anyways, and so you look mm-hmm. like a complete idiot. But that's kind of just like the celebration of who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, I have to ask this question because this is a Shelby question. Okay. What is your biggest failure 
No, no, your favorite mistake. Favorite mistake. Favorite. Your favorite, favorite mistake. Your no, favorite, favorite failure. failure. I messed it up. You I can't believe it. I muffed it up, of course. What was your favorite failure with uh, your last boss at radio? Oh, my gosh. With just the podcast? Yeah, I think we should stick with the podcast. We'll t- in a second, we're going to talk about a couple other things, but just, just, this is just podcast. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know. It, I think it was just, uh, probably having to do with like, whenever I realized my best work would come with me doing it my own way and not being like, okay, I have to produce every single week at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think realizing like I needed to do the seasons like that came from me getting I was like actually really critical of myself and really like really wound me up feeling like I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't doing it right um or I was letting people down or not being um like just not being consistent not being true to what I said I was going to do and just breaking all of that down and just being like, look, like this is how I'm going to do the show. Um, I feel like a better show has been, has come from those changes that I've made. By serving basically the ideas that you want to do versus serving what you feel like others want from you. Yeah. I feel like that's a lame answer, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. As far as the podcast, that is my favorite failure. If that, yeah. Yeah. Well, it produced a good result for you, like meaning mm-hmm. that it the the outcome is is a better show, is one that you feel proud about. Tim Ferriss yeah. approves. Tim Ferriss just called me right now and said he approves. Oh, so good. you're good. Oh yeah. my gosh, he's my favorite. He lives in Austin now, which is really? so crazy. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, and so does Joe Rogan. So you gotta wow. get him on your show. I know that would be a dream. I think um, one day I will try. I will reach out and yeah. see. You never know. I mean, the be- fact that free. You, you're in the same yeah. neighborhood, you can say, "Look, I've been doing this for you know th- over three years. I have a hundred episodes." You're not a fly, you know, flash in the pan. You're not just someone who just yeah. I got two episodes. Would you be on my show? You've been doing this, and I think these people are actually pretty generous. I mean, I don't. I know they're yeah. extremely busy, but they they know what it was like to be like you one day at one point mm-hmm. so you know i think they will you never know and i think for you to get tim ferris on that's i'd be I, i'd be their first thing first day yeah that would be, that'd be so cool how many hours would you have to prepare you think for that interview um <laughs> 25 like, yeah. yes. like a whole week of just listening yes. to pep episodes rereading, books. rereading yeah. books right yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that's the thing for us was, we've had a couple of people written books and that's always hard because like i don't have a lot of time. Now I have to read yeah. a whole book like in a week. Yeah. So I just yeah. fly through it and try to just pick cherry pick ideas or thoughts. So I sound like I'm intelligent. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I know it's been going long, but hopefully you can stick around a little bit more. Cause I do want to talk yeah. about two things that you have that you're developing that are in the works. That I think are really exciting and new developments yes. for you because now, if you want, we were going to talk about the salon stuff, but maybe I'll just refer to the episode where we actually had you on our show. Uh, I don't know if it was earlier this year where you talked about downsizing and you talked yes. about going from two salons to one. I think you guys should definitely listen about that one because Shelby's really yeah. just open and honest and just shares the good, uh, the bad and ugly about that and why. And it's been a good thing for her. But now that you've downsized, 
and your space is amazing. We're actually going to be there in about three weeks. Yeah. yeah, we're going to come out and have a class there. But she has a school. You've started a school. And I thought maybe you could share with people, what is this whole thing about doing a school? Not training, like going around the country and teaching, but actually a school. Yeah. So um, in Texas, we have three options if you want to be a lash artist. Um, you have to be licensed. You can either have a license in cosmetology, aesthetics, or there's a lash specialty license, which is like 320 hours from like um, a approved school. And I, it was a lot of work getting approved for this school, like so many things that they needed. And it was a lot, but we got approved for it. And so we are opening a program to where we can license people in Texas to do lashes. If that's all they want to do, um, we're not going to offer any other programs, just lashes. And, um, you don't even have to be like a local. We actually can offer it hundred percent online. So they'll have to send in like footage. Yeah. They'll send in like footage and, um, photos of their work and we'll coach them through like isolation and stuff virtually. Um, so that might be a challenge, but yeah, we're, we're going to be able to do that. And so people that are like, cause Texas is pretty big. So we're, we're able to help like all of Texas really. Um, but, um, locals too, like the Austin lash market is not very big and I'm hoping to change that and elevate it a little bit. And yeah, so it's opening next month on October 18th. What's the name of it? Is it uh, Lashcast? Um, Lashcast. Yeah. <laughs> named after us, right? Yeah, I, you named what... it after us, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's Lash Boss University. I'm also toying with um, Lash Boss Institute. Like both of those are um, in the works of trademarking and have the domains and everything. Um, oh, cool. But I think it's going to be Lash Boss University. But however, there's that. we're actually um, going for both trademarks. It's this is all very new because the process of getting approved for the school was so long, mm. and the approval came so fast once like we got to the end. Like it just it literally i had the license like within days of the approval so it was just like oh wait we're doing it like now okay so then it was like now that it's approved and i know it's a thing like okay now we got to do the trademarks and now we got to do this that and the other and so it feels like it's going really fast now but um i've been teaching for a while i've been certifying for a while so it's it's going to be a lot different than that i know but i feel really so excited about it this is really, really exciting. Do you have all your curricula f- uh, fixed? Uh, do you have your instructors? Is it? Um, is, yeah. Can you talk about it? So um, I'm going to be the lead instructor and some of the master artists here at the salon will help assist, but I'm really going to be teaching everything. A lot of the content is going to be online and the people that are coming in person, all of their in-person hours will be hands-on, whether it's like a mannequin or like models when they get to that point, just model after model after model. Cause what I find is when people leave beauty school, they really take so long to really get going because they barely practiced. And so I want it to be completely different than that. Um, but also like the curriculum. So I, I have a curriculum for whenever I train people. Um, so it will be similar. It looks similar to that. However, in Texas, they go off of actually the Nova Lash textbook. Mm -hmm. 
So I do have, in order for them to pass their written and practical tests, they do actually have to know that curriculum. So I want to teach them how flashes are done. Um, not just one the way specific that technique. Weed them and it's kind of like not just one. Yes, exactly. So they can know both. It's mm-hmm. like beauty school, right? You ha- there, there are standards that you have to know and have to display and learn to get your certificate or pass. But then there's also mm-hmm. how things are done. So yeah, it's like I think that's a great way of equipping people. And the reason why, if people don't know, Sophie from Nova Lash is the one who pushed through this whole thing. That's why Nova Lash is the official state, I guess it sounds like, sponsored um, mm-hmm. company. She really thought this would be good for the industry to have a license that's just for lash artists. And sadly, it has not taken over the rest of the country. I think Texas still. I want it to. I hope that it does. Yeah, it needs to do it because I think it's silly for someone to have to go learn. Actually, not California to learn skin for 600. Is it 600 hours? Mm -hmm. I think 600 hours. Not learn anything about lashes, by the way. And then after you do it, then you can start learning about lashing after you've done your skin you know, learn to right. become an esthetician. And if that's not your interest, you have no desire to do that. You're really wasting almost 600 hours on something that you're never going to do with the rest of your life. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think it'll be great to like teach them multiple different like techniques and stuff. Lash Affair. Um, I actually have my kids from Lash Affair. I wanted to show them this great brand, um, like yeah. right off the bat. And also we are at the same time we're doing the school, we're actually opening up a pro shop too. Um, mm-hmm. so local artists and stuff will be able to see like multiple brands oh, in our cool. salon that like we love and stand by, like we love so many different brands. So it's not just, we want to be exclusively showing them like one thing and tunnel vision. We want to show them like, look, there are so many mm-hmm. different brands that you can choose from and stuff and have them available for artists to try too. Yeah. That's what Tiana I know does that with lash exchange. Um, I think Ashley does yeah. that with lash, uh, lash express or yeah. Yeah. She does she that does. up in Toronto. So it's a great model. And I've always thought, mm-hmm. man, I'm not sh- I'm sh- actually shocked that more companies or more people aren't opening in their local regional area little shops that have five six maybe ten different brands so you can come in and try yeah i feel like people their vision for that is like stifled by them thinking they need to open their own lash brand Mm -hmm. um that's always they feel is like their next step i even have had those thoughts like should i do that um and i don't want to do that Mm -hmm. i don't want to do that and i i think one really big opportunity is like retailing. It is a lot of work too, but like that's an av- that's an avenue you could take, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And um, now if someone from out of state wants to come to your training, is that possible? Or is it one of those things, because you guys have 300 hours, so it's not really set up for yeah. traveling, that type of stuff. They couldn't, um, because well, unless they, basically you, every state has their own um, regulations and stuff. I guess if you were a state that like didn't have any regulations, like maybe, but you wouldn't need your Texas license in order to to do lashes where you live. So it's best to see like what your state offers and stuff. Um, But yeah, our state is one of, I think it might be the only one that has a lash specialty license, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm sure other states will do. I thought Illinois at one point I was told it, or Idaho? I don't know. Iowa. 
Iowa? I, there's a couple. No, no. There's a couple. I have a okay, question, cool. though. How, yeah. You have um, a question? I do. I have a question. Uh, she's raising Ooh. her hand right now, like, teacher, okay, let me ask. So can you talk about the price of tuition and, like, what kind of commitment yeah. it is? If somebody, let's say, wanted to do it um, um, out of state or just online or what, whatever, can you talk yeah. about how much it costs and the commitment? Yeah. $1 million. So if you're not local to Austin, but you're still living in Texas and need your Texas license, um, the program is going to cost 5,500 and it includes your kit and your textbook. Um, we also are going to rent out lights with like phone attachments. Mm -hmm. So even if they're working on a model or a mannequin, they, that's how they can like record themselves and send footage. So if they don't have that already, um, even beds we're renting out. Um, so yeah. And, um, that includes that. And then we have payment plans and stuff too. And, um, it's a 10 week program. Um, a lot of it will be online. So if you think of like how lash boss conference was set up where there's little, like you go to the next video, mm -hmm. the next video, it'll kind of look like that. So everything that I'm normally saying out loud and teaching in person or drawing on a board, that's going to be, you're going to watch it on your computer. And wow. if you're hundred percent virtual, you're also going to send like, instead of doing a model in front of me, you'll record you doing the model and send it to me and I'll give you critique that way. We also are um, giving all of the online only people three um, sessions co like completely free where they come in and actually get some in-person time. So even if they live like in El Paso or wherever, they can fly in for a weekend, do a few models with us mm. and feel like, okay, I, I got some in-person critique too. So that's an option as well. But I really want to push like the in-person option because it's still learning online, but they come in and just do models. I feel like that's going to be so beneficial for people that can make it, but yeah, yeah that's how, how it'll work. That's great. And I think one of the models and if someone out there is thinking, I mean, maybe they're going, Oh, I would love to do that. It's actually the beauty world and the hair world. A lot of the big salons I found out actually do this. They have their beauty school. And then they have their salons and the way they built their business is they basically recruit from their beauty school. And mm -hmm. so it really helped them keep their salons packed with new students and allow them to grow talent. and with talent. And I, I'm for us, man, back in 2015, we're like, ah, it'd be so cool to build a school. And then we would just pull the best out of that school into our thing. But California doesn't have anything set up like that. Only Texas did. So we we're like, it doesn't make sense for us to do that. But move here. You yeah. guys need to move here. Well, we're thinking about, we're looking by way. Austin is uh, what we're thinking about. So Austin, please I, do. I'm so excited oh to come there. Just, you know, just we're we want to do our class there, but we're yeah. looking around and I'm actually so excited about this. Uh, Shelby, I might even take your class. Yeah. Tesla class. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, take the <laughs> online class. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's well, it's 300 about. hours though. So, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I am thinking of like, I am thinking of an option like that, too. Like for someone who's already licensed or like out of state, like taking my normal like cert certification online as well, because uh, I haven't done that yet. I still do that in person. So yeah. I'm like, that would like, why don't I just do that, yeah. too? 
Yeah. So I am thinking about it. No, I think it's a great idea. I mean, especially kind of like our daughter right now goes to a school where you can get a degree, a college degree, or you can get a certificate. Meaning like a, yeah. like you just, you show competency. It's a shorter program and, or you can stay in and you do the four year program and get your bachelor's degree. So you can mm -hmm. do the same thing with this. You say, look, you can come in if you need your 300 hours, you can do that. But you also, if you just want to be certified as a lash artist, you can do that and you can double dip that way and make more money. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> sounds like a good idea. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the other last thing um, that you've been so kind. It's been great. I feel like this is our show here, but it's really your show. But let's talk about one more thing. Um, and that's the Last Boss Conference. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll say it this way. This is the third incarnation of it, mm -hmm. not the third year, because you actually did two last year. But you're back, and mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a little different. So maybe you want to tell us when the next one is and what's the big changes? Yes. So this year, oh no, next year, 2022 yes. will be the first in-person of Lash Boss Conference because it was online because of COVID. Um, I am wanting to do it in April. That's my birthday month. And I also feel like there's not too much going on around that time. Um, so I, I want to do the last weekend of April, which is April 23rd and 24th. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what I want to do is uh, still bring on like lash focused talks uh, focused a lot on like artistry, science of our like adhesive and stuff. Um, and then a little bit of business too. And I want to do um, like some networking events and stuff like that as well. I know that I would pick like the best um, like lash bosses, uh, that you can, that, you know, come to mind. And I want like every talk to like the takeaways to be extremely valuable to everyone. Yeah, no, I, uh, I expect that from you. I mean, you, everything else you do is always excellent. So I, I and thank I know you. And the last boss conference online was a real blessing to the industry. And I think you're doing it live and I'll just offer our, our help there, whatever you need, whatever you need. Yeah. We'll be there to support you thank and, you. and, uh, cheer you on and, and who knows, we've, we've even talked about trying to find a way that we can partner somehow with our two yeah. conferences. So we'll see. I know. And we've talked about that before. And we talked about like, why do people keep confusing us? Because we have like <laughs> events and we have podcasts and like, God forbid people have those, yeah. but aren't the same people. No. Um, but yeah. I think that is something like we really should try is like working together in some capacity. Um, and I think eventually people will catch on like, yeah. Who each of us are. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, think I look like Shelby. I look like Shelby. I think oh, that's yeah. it. We'll yeah. We'll just get you some hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an opportunity for us to like, you know, combine forces and, and do something yeah. collaboratively yeah. because yeah. we both offer something. I know Paul, and Paul did talk to me about it last year. And I was like, I feel like people confuse us enough, but honestly, yeah. If you guys want to talk about it again, we should. Yeah, at definitely. Well, do you have an idea yeah. when your next, um, lash boss conference or, is going to be and she told us oh yeah it'll be april <laughs> oh april, april because your birthday month that's right yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah april 23rd and 24th yeah. 23rd 24th so block those dates out guys it's in austin austin's it's a i've never been there personally but i've been told austin is one of the coolest cities especially in texas yeah and so i've heard that they keep it austin is, weird yeah is that the yeah motto? yeah yes it is um it's great because it's, I hear it's a lot like LA, like it's the LA of Texas, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I think you guys would really like it. It's hip. It's like and me. we need more like flash people. Yes. Yes. And, uh, well, we're excited to we'll come do that. visit and check it out really. And, um, yeah, yeah, so that's really cool. I really, hopefully people will be checking it out. Do you know when your ticket sales will be going up? 
probably well, well after LashCon. Um, okay. so um, probably after the holidays. Okay. Like in January. Right in January. Cool. So yeah. yeah. So guys, let's mark it off. It should be really, really cool. And uh, hopefully, Godwin will be there, and we'll see how it all goes. Yeah. It should be great. But uh, yeah. Shelby, I, I could keep going on, I and mean, we were, we had other things to talk about <laughs> salon stuff and other stuff. But I'm looking we'll at the time. Have to do and it again. I, I think. Yeah, uh, it's okay. Yeah, we. This has been I so much fun. I want to thank you guys for doing this and helping me talk about this new venture that I have, and always being supportive and friends, and even off air, just being so helpful so thank you guys for doing this yeah always it's no. a privilege it, it was really an honor a privilege to... and uh, i'll just put it out there anyone else wants me to be a guest host for their 100th episode i'm always available uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if there's any try other not to do it when try not to do it when they're planning lash con yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> consider it yeah these next five You're weeks worth it, but sweetie, you were worth it we can stop are. the world we've stopped recording our own episodes for the last three weeks oh my God. Uh, so doing this was really fun and i keep canceling other people. I had like three other episodes i'm supposed to be like i'm sorry we're gonna do it after lash con i just can't do it so but you yeah special yeah, you special thank you <laughs> thank you so much absolutely you bet okay well i'll talk to you guys soon thank you guys All right, you guys, well, that wraps up episode 100. Thank you so much for listening. And I just want to say thank you also for the last three years of supporting Lash Boss Radio. I hope this show has brought you value and helped you in some way throughout your lash career. And you can look forward to hopefully another three years of more content here. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll be back very soon with episode 101.